women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get off my lawn cast, wherein two early 40s curmudgeons stare down the prospect of their impending entertainment irrelevance. I am your co-host. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder and senior quiz master of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. And with me, as always, freshly returned from the land of the kings and the queens, back from Egypt, give it up for the one and only from American Caesar Enterprises filmmaker, William F. Bill Scurry. Hello, sir. Hey, what's going on? You know, I tell you, the best thing I ever did for myself was having my organs removed, packed with salt, <laughs> and uh, wrapped yeah. in linen, and stuffed in a cave. So you went to the pyramids, right? Yes, I went to every just about did every they, pyramid you could go to, yeah. Did they still let you go inside, or is that done? They alternate for the point of traffic to minimize the uh, damage, because they, honestly, they shouldn't right, let you right. in. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, right, I got into, because it's I, people breathing like destroys the walls and stuff, right? It's All true. The no, it's true. The, and, the yeah. color of the rock has changed because of just like the condensation from your right. breath, uh, and also it's finger the mummy's oils curse. Too. The mummy's curse. It is the mummy's curse. We today we are looking at. I believe you're right, Bill. This is the first in the many episodes we've done of the show. This is the first book series we've looked at. Correct? Yeah, yeah. This is worth. I it's worthwhile. Like we, we're we're, we're jumping at, the media tracks. It's kind of a left field uh, option here. We're looking at a book series for young females called dork diaries it is by an author named rachel renee russell also happens to be a lawyer and the reason we latched upon this somewhat i don't want to say obscure because it's a new york times bestseller but definitely not a household name i hadn't heard of it you hadn't heard of it is it was recommended to me by a young friend of mine a 10 year old friend of mine miss charlotte quigley dork diaries uh it's a series of books the first one volume one which i read called tales from a not so fabulous life came out in 2009 it is the story of nikki maxwell a 14 year old middle school student at the beginning of the book she starts a new school uh she's kind of middle class but she's going to a fancy private school because her dad's the exterminator for the school and it's adjusting to school life, adjusting to being a 14-year-old girl, etc. The book is written as a diary. So the type is in semi-handwriting form, on lined pages, with doodles and drawings, and the font size changes for no reason, for emphasis. Uh, and you read about the day-to-day -day life, trials and tribulations of young Nikki Maxwell. The series is now up to 12 volumes, volume 12, I believe, which is titled... Tales from a Not-So-Secret Crush Catastrophe. It's a big hit, um, a spot check of a few editions of the New York Times bestseller list for children's books finds multiple copies of this book. Uh, the rights have been sold in many, many languages, dozens of countries. Uh, film rights have been sold. I'm sure a film is not too far off. Uh, there's a spin-off series by Richard Renee Russell titled The Misadventures of Max Crumbly Middle School Mayhem. Uh, we were talking about this before, and even though Nikki is 14, I am of the impression that the average reader of a book like this is younger than 14 because I've always like 17 magazine I know isn't read by 17 year olds. It's read by like 13 year olds, 14 year olds. So Bill, what do you think of dork diaries? 
Well, like many forms of children's entertainment, this was written by a 60-year-old woman, and it sure yeah. sounds sure sounds like it. Forget the <laughs> fact that we're not the target demo. That's get get rid of that. We're we're having a discussion uh, yes. about this. So that have that's you know, that's a disclaimer for most of these episodes. But yeah, it is, but at the same time, we at least try to climb into the headspace of the little bastards who like yeah. this stuff, so we can actually try to understand. But I mean, at at no point does does this, any of this stuff come across as authentic. I mean, it 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 is really obsessed with material markers, superficial forms of societal currency and and actual currency yeah. too. Her first misadventure, her first thing in the first book is. Something about convincing people she had a new iPhone. Yeah, yeah. And when she didn't have a new iPhone and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was, like, it was like socially ruinous. It's been a long time since I was 14 years old. That's the build of the character. Whether or not it's intended for the reader, the character's 14 years old. But my experience as a 14-year-old could, could not have been any further away from Nikki Maxwell's socially. Yeah, but hand-in-hand hand with it being materialistic, it's very stereotypically feminine. And I feel yeah. like... 14 or not just being you were very stereotypically masculine and i don't mean Mm -hmm. to say like yeah you were a man's man but you were you know you were a little male twerp the way i was too and a lot of 14 year old boys were and it's 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 light years away from this stereotyped experience Mm -hmm. yeah but that's what what i'm saying It, it it really uh hangs on a lot of superficial markers it's not any kind of you know refreshing treatment of these things nor is it saying anything new about it it's really regurgitating and just redigesting things that better pieces of art have said for a good many a good many years i feel like it's only real uh trick is the fact that it's giving you a diary format as if that's some kind of um well, fresh treatment on the thing. What, like you're you're not getting Judy Bloom or, or anybody else who's been writing about these subjects. You know, with which with sort of much better uh, uh, handling of characters like this. It's the idea that you're supposedly getting the raw feed from somebody. I don't think that Rachel Renee Russell is is hitting that voice. It really sounds like someone trying to imitate being a kid in the most facile way. It's kind of like that gif of Steve Buscemi with the backwards baseball cap and the <laughs> yeah. and the uh, yeah. and the skateboard saying "Hello, fellow teens." Yeah. Uh, What's that from? Is that from Thirty Rock? Thirty Rock. Yeah, it's from Thirty Rock. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, and, know, and no, I knew it was something I'd seen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's any uh, good freighting of um, you know or hiding behind the voice of a child that's super compelling. The way a lot of people got to do um what is it what's her name uh the woman who created gilmore girls amy sherwin sherman Sherman paladino Paladino. she has this incredible ability to continually uh you know recapitulate the voice of a teenager no matter how old she gets it's like her brain is fused into what that person sounds like you know that's a real skill i mean whether or not amy sherman Mm -hmm. paladino could write the next screenplay to dunkirk is is you know, I don't think that's going to be her thing, <laughs> but she has this uh, real knack, and other creators also have this knack. My wife, who who writes it, my wife, who also writes children's <laughs> books too, <laughs> she uh, has also this same supernatural ability to conjure the voice in the headspace in a very serious yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't feel like it's. it's I'd be curious. I'd be curious to hear her opinion of this book. She knows the difference in like downshifting and upshifting the language, and and yeah, I'd also. I'd be interested in seeing what she thought of this stuff, too. Here's here's a switch, switch of attack for me. It's super gentle. You know, it's really kind of non-combative. There are moments of, of irritation and annoyance, but I have to confess that I didn't the really... The stakes see- are so low. I yes. Mean, uh, 
I, and look, there's truth to it. When you're a 14 year old girl, something that seems low stakes to us seems high stakes. You know, this is the end of the world because my friend is mad at me. Even trying to put myself in that head space. That is probably you're making my point for me, which is to say that as a 14 year, you know, shit, as a, from a 13 to a 14, 15, 16 year old. I mean, I lived in the world that I at one point I was that old. I was dealing with the very real things of my family falling apart. You know, we had economic instability. We had you know real material and yeah. existential problems. In, in the household, you know, it was anything but a stable family situation. If it only were things were only as simple as being upset that you don't have the proper iPhone, uh, you know, or whatever the equivalent thereof, they were living in a world where, you know, they they saw their problems not represented in popular culture. That's one of the reasons why John Hughes worked out so well for you know a certain subsection. Yeah. He didn't point the camera down; he pointed the camera at eye level. And you always felt mm-hmm. like he was taking the things that happened seriously, whether it was weird sexual situations or alienation inside your family or economic instability, things like that were reflected in the art. And not, I don't see any of that here. This is this is really almost like skipping all the bad parts and for, for some unknown purpose. I guess it just makes her happy to keep it light. It makes enough readers happy. I mean, yeah. that's more to the point. Yeah, you know, so, if no one gave a shit about Volume 1, we wouldn't be at Volume 12 right now. Right, more than right. Volume 12. There have been like ancillary books that are like, how to write your own journal. I'm mostly in agreement with you. I think, you know, as I've indicated, I think this is pretty weak sauce. I'm not quite as harsh as you are. I think uh, there's some redeeming value in, in the fact that it is quotidian. Mostly, it seems real to me even if it seems like low stakes it seems real especially from a male point of view you know when i was 14 girls were the fucking mystery of the universe Mm -hmm. and to have little jokes about like pooping and farting and stuff about 14 year old girls seems a little humanizing to me and a little real to me so i kind of appreciate that that being said it's not well written she's not really a dork that it pays pretty weak lip service to diversity she has two best friends, one's Latino, one's black, mm-hmm. apart from the fact that neither of the way they're drawn makes them look like they're kids of color. Uh, the characters are very thinly drawn. The drawings are too elaborate. The drawings are actually really nice. So they don't look like what a fort. I mean, yeah, Nikki is an artist, which is the one dorky thing about her. But these don't look like what a 14-year-old would draw in her journal. It looks like what a cartoonist would draw in a professional comic book, to be honest. They bring up the fact that her dad's a oh, this is a rich kid's school and my dad's just an exterminator, but they really, they don't explore the class issues at all. And that feels like a real missed opportunity, especially if we want to get something feel real. But then there's the elephant in the room here. We haven't brought it up yet. This is a very weak imitation of the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. Sure. So Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I haven't read it, but I perused just in preparation for this, I had heard of it and thought maybe we should have looked at that instead. So that's a series that have been uh, around the same number of volumes, though. It goes back to 2004. There have been a series of movies. It's been a bit of a bigger hit. It's a similar conceit. It's written as a diary, but it's a boy. From what I can gather, A, the drawings look like a kid's drawings. B, they pioneered the thing. You know, you said, oh, maybe it's innovative that's written like a diary. Well, it's not yeah, because Diary yeah, of a Wimpy Kid right, did it first. Right. I, should, I should have checked myself and, on that fact. Yeah. Right. And three, from what I can tell, Greg is a is for a kid's book a pretty interesting character. He's he's described as an antihero. From everything I read about, he sounds you know what he he's he's like a Michael Scott type character. You know, he's kind of a, a shitty little kid without being a downright, you know, evil kid, you know? So adding to that, it feels really like, hey, I'll do Diary of a Wimpy Kid for girls. 
I'll call it Dork Diaries, but she's not a dork. She's a cute little kid, the coolest kid in school. She has a crush on him, and he likes her. Like, she's a dork because she likes art, and she works in the library. Like, fuck that shit. You know, she and her friends still go to the mall and buy and care about clothes, and she's tortured by the mean girl in school, but the mean girl is a freaking, uh, you know, is a caricature. So this book sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Charlotte, but this book fucking sucks. Raise your standards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's. I, I, I maybe someone, someone tell us: is there a diary of a wimpy kid out there for girls that really is good? Maybe I hope so. Or maybe tell me, diary of a wimpy kid really is a pile of shit. So like, you're never going to imitate it and be very good. Before I'm gonna say, before we pivot out of the this this this, this uh, yeah. particular question, I uh, have to recognize the value of content made for a primary female audience. By the way, who are mostly the book buyers okay, anyway fine. at that age. And right. yeah, there's an ambivalence over give them better food, give them more nutritious things because they're asking for yeah. it, they're begging for it. They're not seeing, uh, young girls are not seeing their stories represented in film. That is still strictly the purview of, of young male characters. Um, you, right. you, you, you know, might not ever see Well, a, that there are exceptions. Pitch not Perfect many. is on its 12th film. The idea like Boyhood, for instance, is a movie that is yeah, so well, unlikely to have a, a distaff version. But, yeah, this, but that's a movie for that's a movie for men. Come yeah, okay. on, Boyhood was for us. But but I mean it's it's for us, but it's still you know mining this thing. You're more likely to see dudes getting together and just doing dude things, and it, and the genesis of of the the teenager and the sort of you know the young male experience and the and the young male sexuality. There's been no shortage of it, and it will continue to be over harvested. <laughs> Girls deserve something. I mean, if it's going to be some sort of derivative pap that comes their way, we'd prefer it not be that, but at least it is mm -hmm. that. Again, because I feel like the pickings are so slim. The comments that I hear most from Dork Diaries readers, lately I've been getting a lot of um, people seeking advice. I guess they relate to Nikki and they see how she's worked through her problems, so they ask me. Um, you know what they should do. Noah, this all begs the question: Why is this yes. phenomenon popular at the moment? Uh, the cynic in me is going to say, "Market research, market research. Let's do Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but for girls." Okay, it has to have diary in a name. Uh, it can't have wimpy in it because that'll be too transparent. So, what's a word like wimp? How about dork? Okay, so dork diaries, perfect. So basically, just hopping on a bandwagon. And if you, if the bandwagon's big enough, you'll sell enough copies. Mm -hmm. Let me turn back and, and hedge what I said before about this sucking. There are some things here that feel true to life to me. They don't feel very profound and deep. You know, the back and forth, do my friends like me? Do not my friends like me? Does this boy like me? Does this boy not like me? He's so cute. How do I get his attention? I mean, all that shit seems pretty facile, but it's real. So I think when a 10 or 11-year-old girl reads it, it strikes a chord. It's familiar to her. Something doesn't have to be good to strike a chord. No, it's true. So I'm going to give Rachel, Renee, Russell, I forgot for a minute, Rachel, not Renee, Rachel, Rachel, Renee, Russell, I'm going to give her credit that, you know, she did her homework. She said, this is what people want. I'll hit those notes and it'll sell enough copies. So mm -hmm. I think I agree with uh, with just about everything you said for the same reasons. Um, there is this idea that it looks like a thing that people know. It's nice and uh, gummy and non-offensive. It doesn't challenge the reader. 
the drawings have a very nice anime type um, sort of brats yeah. look to them a little bit with big eyed caricatures. But they they don't look like a see this pisses me off because the drawings are good but they don't look like what a fourteen year old would draw. No, okay. you know uh, something we haven't mentioned so far is that Rachel Renee Russell is African American and her daughter she is. Her daughters are African American, and the uh, you intimated that this thing like nearly lacked any sort of tough touch with diversity. And far be it from two, it's not really the the position of two white guys to go around pointing fingers and saying this is or is not diverse enough for for, for our taste or for anybody else's. I just thought it was telling that this was just about the most lily white thing I've ever seen, yeah. and it came out of the pen of a black professional, you know, a, 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 an well, but, attorney but, from DC. But, but I think that underlines my point that this seems very mercenary to me. Rachel mm-hmm. Renee Russell didn't set to, sit down and say, I'm going to write something from the heart. No, I'm going to write the thing that's going to sell. And fine, the diversity, I'll pay lip service. Oh, one of my best friends is black. The other best friend is Latino. And we're never going to mention those facts ever again. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. fine, she's black. Yeah. Good for her. But, like, I just, I don't see any of that on the page here. Nikki Maxwell is back, and she's suffering from crush-itis. But when a new boy shows an interest in Nikki, things become confusing. The last thing Nikki wants to do is hurt Brandon. What do you do when you accidentally crush your crush? Find out in the new Dork Diaries, Crush Catastrophe. Would you have liked this if you were a kid now? I mean, let, let, let's let add an <laughs> asterisk. If you were a female kid now, try to get yourself in that headspace. Uh, no, I don't think I would. I could put myself back into uh, the reading habits of a 10 slash 14, or let's, the reading habits of a 10-year-old who was looking up towards the aspirational aspects of a 14-year-old's reading habits, whatever the uh, food that was being given to me at that point. I happened to live at a very good time for me in that I had access to one of the sacred texts of all time, for which I am eternally grateful. The man who wrote the stories that were the equivalent of my Judy Bloom sagas and furnished the narrative's throughline of my uh, tweenness and young adulthood was Mr. Larry Hama in the pages of G.I. Joe. Mm. And the goldmine of rich, knotty, complex storytelling that was in G.I. Joe as a consequence of Larry Hama not pulling any punches and not talking down to an audience, writing a toy comic... Uh, I, I still thank Ra and Horus and Anubis and Set and Osiris for uh, <laughs> for, for that incredible. You had a religious experience in the I desert. Did. I did. They they pulled out my brain with a hook through my nose, and I feel yeah. much better. <laughs> uh, so the thing is, it's like I had something that I latched onto, and it was just as prolific as this was. You know, if anything, it was a world beater because it was attached to a toy series and a, a TV show, which were all very popular at the time. However, the comic book, the GI Joe comic book, the Larry Hammer wrote, had so many issues that were so much more complex. And I mean, I'm repeating myself here, but I handled it. I hacked it. I understood it. Larry Hama taught me about issues. He taught me about relationships. And he taught me about, like, literally vocabulary words. His stories were based on these uh, Pyrrhic victories. And it's not just that I was reading about Pyrrhic victories for G.I. Joe. I was actually learning the word Pyrrhic at the same time. And that's not, that's not what you get with this. You don't get anything like this. And I feel like I would have known the difference at this age. I would say, I think I'm being softballed here a little bit because I see better. I see something better pretty easily. I'm trying to think of what the equivalent of, let's just take a step back. What was the equivalent of Diary of a Wimpy Kid when we were kids? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I know you bring up 
G.I. Joe comics, but that clearly, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, what was marketed to us the way Diary of an Olympic Kid is marketed? Like, what were even book series? You know, G.I. Joe, seriously, I'm not even kidding. That's what was marketed. Were there book series for boys when we were kids? Um, I mean, there must, I I mean, Hardy Boys was before our time. The Choose Your Own Adventures, you know, Judy Bloom was, Judy Bloom was was written for us, you know. Uh yeah, Judy Bloom was was unisex. Super as super super fudge. You remember tales of fourth grade? Nothing. All that. Yeah stuff. yeah. Those those were yeah. I think by the time you get to eleven or twelve, they took a more female cast. So I don't really know if there was an equivalent out there. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's something really obvious. I can't I can't think of. I read Mad Magazine. Stuff like this wasn't part of my diet. I wasn't a yeah, book reader. Yeah, but Mad Magazine was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I but I don't know what it was. No, you're not you're not finding the 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 level of cynicism that a book like this aspires to or Diary of a Wimpy Kid aspires to. You're not seeing that. And that might show a sea change in our world and in our culture, you know, the victory of the onion attitude of of, you know, cynicism has has dominated our culture to a large extent, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, sure. Irony um, and maybe this shows it. Right. So I, I, I haven't answered the question uh, because I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't like this. I probably have consumed some of Diary of a Wimpy Kid just because it would have been shoved in my face a lot. And as a wimpy kid, I would have consumed it. All right, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here's the equivalent, Calvin and Hobbes. Okay. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I would have loved Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I would not have read this. If I were a girl, sure, why not? Because if I were a girl, I would have probably still been a dork. And I would have said, oh, dork diaries, this is for me. Raise your hand if you are a dork. <laughs> Can I raise two hands? <laughs> Can I do jazz hands? A double, a double dork? Yes. What is a dork? A dork is a person who may be considered unusual to others. Um, they're very independent. Dork was a very derogatory term, and, and kids... Your feelings are hurt if you're called a dork. But since 2009 and the uh, uh, Dork Diaries come on the scene, it's a term of endearment. It's a term of empowerment. Is Dork Diaries the scrivenings that will lead to the apocalypse? No, it's now. No. No. Because <laughs> shitty, shitty literature. I would be more upset about this if it were Harry Potter levels of success or and Harry Potter by the way I was one and done with Harry Potter but I'm I am inspired by Harry Potter because even though I didn't like it I see the quality and imagination in it so mm-hmm. I feel good about the fact that it's as popular as it is sure so if yeah. this were that popular I'd be concerned if this had spawned 10 huge movies I'd be concerned if I finally go and spend time with Diary of a Wimpy Kid and discover that it isn't as interesting as it looks I will be concerned what about you? Um, now, this isn't Shopkins or, or anything like that, uh, or even the, the Minions, which are truly apocalyptic. Um, in terms yeah. of things designed for kids, the worst thing you can do is get them to read, I guess, right? So, uh, yeah. let, 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 you know, if they're 10 years old, let's get them to start reading, and then hopefully they'll graduate quickly. They'll brachiate to something much more um, their weight class. And I mean, all I ever wanted from kids was to some demonstration that they could read above their reading level. Uh, I actually, mm-hmm. hell, that's what I want from adults. I would prefer to see that from my fellow adults. <laughs> well, my books are really funny, so hopefully it'll inspire them to laugh and to continue reading. Mm-hmm. And the books are based on 
experiences that my two daughters had in middle school when they were bullied and had to deal with mean girls. So mm -hmm. hopefully it'll be an inspiration for them to be strong and to have self-confidence. You want people to embrace their inner dork. Dork, yes. 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 <laughs> Always let your inner dork shine through. So is your detestation, your uh, vile hatred of Dyer and Wimpy Kid, is this, uh, is this jealousy, my friend? Are you jealous of Rachel Renee Russell? Or are you jealous of Nikki Maxwell? I think Rachel Renee Russell is engenders some jealousy just because she seems to be successful by doing, uh, I don't want to say no effort, I don't want to say the least amount of effort, but certainly not the hard way from what it looks like on the outside. She has achieved a certain level of publishing success. I mean, granted, I'm not trying to get anything published, but just on the planet Earth I live on, to watch somebody quite nakedly and brazenly co-opt a bigger idea, change very little of it, more or less just take something, turn around, come back around and say, here's the new thing, and you didn't change anything about it. That is a little galling, and that does make me feel, yeah. and I, I do feel a little bit of the green monster because uh, that's all it took to become so big. Well, well, I somewhat agree with you. I also get jealous of people who make money and get attention for crap. I'm not as jealous as I could be. Well, not only because I'm not trying to write a, you know, a, a, a preteen book for girls, but also because it, I don't think it's good. It doesn't look like it's easy to write. Um, and I think she really put in the effort. You know, like I said, she sat down and said, I'm not going to write what's honest and what's from the heart. I'm going to write something that's going to fucking sell. And she did the legwork and she figured it out. And, and while the way these girls talk doesn't feel as true to life as it could be, you know, it's not that far off. So she, she put in the effort. And the result might not be great, but she got it done. And I wasn't going to do it, and I don't think I could do that. So I'm not that jealous. I'm, I'm just—it's it, not jealousy. It's bemoaning that you know that that this is how you get ahead in the world. People who uh, take the um, the cynical easy route. I mean, as much as she just had to recombine or recapitulate what she saw in in Wimpy Kid. You know, you, you shouldn't exactly be re rewarded for that. Like, maybe a one-off as a fluke, no. but Jesus, it's like... Yeah. It's, it's the typical kind of, like, let's just buy more of the same thing and not think about what a new version of this might be like or something a little challenging. Right, right. But, you know, in fairness, it's not as big as Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's not like... I mean, dear God, look at Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. That started as Twilight fan fiction, and now it's Eclipse Twilight. This might be uh, the weird time to say that. So, full disclosure, I did not get through this entire book. I only cracked about 30 pages of it before I found it far too insipid. I felt like I took a shovel to the head over and over again. I just wasn't comprehending <laughs> what I was seeing in the pages. So, my impression is based on a lot of skimming through the entire thing and seeing how the first one ended, but it was 238 pages on the Kindle, at least, of uh, pure nonsense. And so, um, if you really don't like what I have to say about this... Or the way I'm saying it, just be aware that I'm completely misinformed and that might make it yeah, just go pull, down a little easier. Pulling it out of his ass. Well, I do think we should make a commitment to, in fairness, looking at a good preteen girls book series. Mm -hmm. um, I want to nominate Phoebe and her unicorn. I need to remember exactly why I passed on that. I think I just determined it wasn't as big a sensation. But now with the extra oomph of saying like, well, we promised we'd look at something good, that might put it over the top. So when I return my copy, 
of Dork Diaries to Charlotte Quigley, I will ask her if I can borrow a volume of Phoebe and her unicorn. Alrighty then. If you would like to find past episodes, please look on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. I don't know even when those play. No one looks. No one uses those places. I, I don't even know if Stitcher is a real thing. I, yeah, I just got a SoundCloud for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, tweet us as some of you know are, are, are doing kindly at Noah and Bill Show. Email. We don't really get email, but it's no one build. Don't get it at gmail.com. Uh, the website, I don't get it podcast.com, has all of our episodes. And of course, give us a review. I guess reviews equal visibility, um, even though. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It, no one would ever turn a review down for sure. I uh, live on Twitter, uh, eating the bone marrow of social media. <laughs> At William Scurry, and my uh, short film output is on YouTube at AM Caesar, Mr. Noah Tarno. Uh, I'm all about the big quiz thing, bigquizthing.com, corporate and private events nationwide, although we do have uh, a rare public event coming up in New York. We're doing our annual big Oscars quiz thing on um, Sunday, March the 4th, at a great new venue, a place called Caveat on the Lower East Side. And what we do every year is we do a movie trivia game show, quiz show, a lot of big prizes, and then everyone sticks around to watch the Oscars in a beautiful public setting, classy public setting with food and drink. It's a ton of fun. Tickets are cheap. They're only about 10 bucks. They're on sale. Uh, go to caveat.myc. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Or even better, hire us for a corporate and private event. We are all over the place nationwide. Just did our first ever event in Orlando, Florida. I'm headed to Vegas in two weeks. I'm excited about that. So, and we're on uh, Twitter at Big Quiz Thing. Lots of trivia fun there as well. Well, I'm excited about this trip because I'm staying with a friend. So I will be going off the strip. I've been to Vegas three times, and I've pretty much never left the strip. So Some I'm looking good forward stuff. to seeing. I know. I'm looking forward to seeing Vegas through the eyes of a local. I'm, I'm excited about that. So I, uh, if you do this, if you don't do this, um, I got a recommendation from a friend the last time I was there to go to their Chinatown. Their Chinatown is second to none. There's it, a Chinatown in Vegas. There is a that Chinatown. Is awesome. It's big. I the restaurants, man. The All restaurants right. are to die for. The food is All off right. the chain. No, I great. will. Really I will good. suggest to Amanda Williams, my friend I'm staying with, who I know has listened to this podcast before. Perhaps she's listening now. Probably not. Mm -hmm. uh, I would suggest to Amanda. <laughs> cool. Okay. So until next time, we don't get it. We don't. No, we don't. Absolutely not. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2018.